the 19th chapter of Ilchaz Malva Valeva, the laws of a lender and borrower. This pattern contains eight halachas and further discusses the manner in which a loan can be collected from the belongings of the borrower. Perek Tisha Aser, the 19th chapter, Halacha Aleph. In this case, the Rambam will discuss the various categories of a field from which money can be collected. In general, the field is split up into three different categories. There is the part which is called Ziburis, the cheapest, the least valuable piece of land. There is Bainanis, the intermediate. And there is Idis, the land which is the choicest parcel. Naturally, a person would wish to be paid back although he's going to get the same value, he would rather have the highest quality land. What can he, what is he allowed to, to collect from? Halacha <laughs> When the best in goes to collect from the belongings of the borrower, <laughs> they only collect from the intermediate land which the borrower owns. But then Taira, the law of the Taira, according to the Chumashis, that he is only allowed to collect from the cheapest of the land, the least valuable, that of the poorest quality. How do we know? It says in Chumash, in Devorim when somebody comes to collect a loan, he must stand outside. And the one that owes you the money will bring out something from his house in order to repay you. What do we see from this passage? And what is it that a person normally will bring out to repay a loan? The least valuable of his belongings. Since he has the choice, he will take something which is not worth so much and take a lot of it in order to compensate for the value which he owns. So therefore we extrapolate from this Pasik and learn that also when there comes time to reclaim the loan from land that one has the right only to take by dintata, only from the least valuable land. However, the sages established that he should be able to collect from a higher quality land, from the intermediate level. And why did they do such a thing? In order that the door should not be locked before the borrowers, that if the lender knows that when it comes time to collect, he's going to have to collect from such poor quality land, he won't lend the money in the first place. Therefore, they established he should collect from the Bainis and therefore be more likely to give the loan. However, when does this apply that we that the sages establish he should he should collect from the Bainis instead of the Ziburis? The Boli Para mean Aleva Atsme. When he's coming to collect from the lender himself. If he's coming to collect not from the lender from the borrower himself, but from the heirs of his estate, whether they are children or over the age of Bar Mitzvah, he can only collect from the cheaper land, as is Dintata, because he didn't have in mind that perhaps the borrower is going to die and he's going to have to collect from the from the from the orphans. He did not have this in mind and and as a condition for not giving the loan. Why is it he gave the loan? All he was thinking that he wants to be collecting from the Bainanis. From who? Only from the borrower himself. He doesn't have in mind that if that in the case he dies and he will only be able to collect from the Ziburis, he's not going to give the loan. This is not something which falls into the mind of a lender. He did not consider it and therefore we put back the Din on, on, on Din Teda and he can collect only from the Ziburis. Allah Habayis. The Rambam now deals in a case where two principles come into conflict. On the one hand, we say that the lender can collect from the Bainanis and is not forced to collect from the Ziburis, the land of lesser value. 
On the other hand, we say that the lender should first collect from the Bnei Chayrin, from objects which are within the possession of the borrower. And only if he has no such possessions is he allowed to go to the Mishubodim. Land, for example, which has been sold to a third party, and since it has had a lien on it, it is subject, Meshubot, to repayment. Of this, of this loan, and therefore the lender can grab it away from the lokea from the third party, as we discussed in yesterday's paddock. Let's say that the Bnei Chayrin, the ones which he should normally collect from first, are only Ziburis of poor quality. However, he has Bainis, which were Meshubit originally to the loan, but he has sold them. Since the two, are, the two principles are in conflict, which one do we adhere to? Halacha base. The general principle is that we can never get repayment from objects which are meshubit, meaning that they have been bought by a third party, as long as there are still objects which are b'nei chayrin, still in the possession of the borrower himself. And even if the land which he is presently in possession of is of poor quality, and the land which is Meshubit and bought and in, the, in the possession of a third party is intermediate or of the best quality. And this applies whether it was sold or whether it was given as a gift. Since it is Meshubodim and it would be a case of being Tarif Minalakuches, you'd have to go to the third party. We do not allow it. And even though the lender does not, does not desire to have these Ibudis, nevertheless we force them to take from them since they are B'nai Chayri. Let's say Let's say the land he was presently in possession of has become ruined. For example, a river has overflown its banks and ruined the field completely and is no longer fit for seeding. In this case, we allow him to collect from the land which is Meshubit and in the possession of a third party. Since the field has been destroyed, it is no longer worthwhile as far as planting is concerned. It's as if it does not exist. Since, since it's in such bad shape, it's as if he has no Bnei Chayrin, and therefore he can go to the Mishubodim. Allah Gimel. Now that we have learned in Allah base that we differentiate between the Bnei Chayrin, this which is in the possession of the borrower himself, and the Mishubodim, which from the presence of a buyer, the Rambam now goes for one step further. What, is, what happens if the buyer sells it to someone else and there is a second buyer? Let us say, for example, we have four parties. Yehuda, for example, has given a loan to Reuven. Reuven owes Yehuda money. Now, Reuven has sold some fields which are Meshubit to repay Yehuda's debt. He has sold them to Shimon. And then Shimon took some of these fields and he sold it to Levi. So, Reuven is the borrower. Yehuda is the lender. Shimon is the first buyer and Levi is the second. So, Reuven, Shemachar, calls the days of Shimon. Reuven sold all of his fields to Shimon. And he owes money to Yehuda. They were all Meshubit. And Shimon sold one of these fields in return to Levi, the second buyer. Along comes the lender of Reuven, Yehuda, and Yehud and Reuven has no money with which to pay back the loan. He has no Bnei Chayrin. So now he's going to be tired from the Lukuches. He's going to grab away from the buyers. And the question is, who does he, is he forced to, to take from Shimon or can he take from Levi as well? Can he take whichever field he wishes? The din is If he wishes, he can take from this one, from Shimon. And if he wishes, he can take from Levi too. There's no difference. However, by Med Vonimamurim, when this is applied that he has his choice of taking from Levi or Shimon, Kishalokach Levi Bainanis. When Levi has bought Bainanis, that since Takanas Chachamim, the law of our sages, was 
that he should collect from Bainanese. When Levi has bought the Bainanese, that means that, that one could collect a loan from Levi. Because this is really the land which is Meshubah to repaying the, the, the debt. Should there be no Bainanese, then he could take something else. But it's primarily Bainanese which is Meshubah. But if Levi bought high quality land or poor quality land instead of intermediate, ain't a tater from Levi. Yehuda cannot grab such a field away from Levi. Why not? Because Levi will tell Yehuda, how can you take away this field? This is the reason I went through so much trouble to buy a field that which you are not allowed to collect from. Normally the law is that the, that the lender collects from Bainanese. This is why I bought, I bought such a field. Since I knew that you collect from the Bainanese, I bought one of the Edis, or one of the Zibudis, leaving some Bainanese to Shimon, and expecting you would collect from him. Therefore, Yehuda cannot collect from Levi in such a case. The Canaan Lakach Levi Bainanese. And so too, if Levi did buy Bainanese, however, the Nirachetzel Shimon Bainanese, and he left in the possession of Shimon, the first buyer, also land of intermediate value similar to the one which he himself bought. So to here annotateth me Levi. Yehuda cannot grab from Levi. Levi can tell Yehuda, I left you a field to collect from. You want to collect from Benini, so I left some Benini with Shimon. You cannot collect from me. I'm more removed from this. Since Shimon really had the responsibility of checking whether Reuben owed any money, you should previously collect from him. This is only if he left Shimon Bainanese. Therefore, it comes out that the only time Yehuda has a choice from collecting from either Shimon or Levi is when Levi is the only one in possession of Bainanese, and Shimon has none. Then he has the choice of taking the Bainanese from Levi or the Ziburis from, Sh- Ziburis or Idis from Shimon. Halacha Dalet. Kvar biyarno, we have already explained, shanizokin shomin lahem beidis, that when one comes to estimate repayment for damages, one estimates based on the idis, the best possible land, as the Ramam said in the first paragraph of Hilchos Nizkimama. However, Ubalchev, to pay back a loan, Bebeinunis, with the intermediate land, as we explained at the beginning of this paragraph, Uksuvas Isha Beziburis, and to pay back the marriage contract of a woman in the event of divorce, or her being widowed, one pays with the le- least valuable land, as I'm explained in Perek Tazayin of Hilkas Ishus. Let's say a person should owe all three. He must pay back damages, he must pay back a loan, and he must pay back a ksuba. In this case, Holyulo Idis Beziburis, it, obviously, if he had all three, the Zaburis go for the Ksuba, the Bainis for the Balchev, and the Idis for the Nizokin. Let's say he only has two out of these three categories. Hoyula Idis for Ziburis, if he has the two extremes, he has only Idis, the most valuable, and Ziburis, the least value, Nizokin, the Idis. The damages are paid back with the Idis, the most valuable, as is the normal law. Obviously, the Ksuba will be paid back with Ziburis. What happens to the Balchev? The Ramam says he goes together with the Ksubas Isha. Balchev, Ksubas Isha, Beziburis. The lender, together with the Ksuba, is paid with the least valuable land. The Balchev goes together with the least instead of going up to Idis. Since that is evidently the Torah law, that he should be paid from Ziburis, should it be impossible to fulfill the Takanas Chachamim of being repaid with Bainanis, instead of going up to Idis, he goes down to Ziburis, which is the law of the Torah anyway. Hoyulo Edis with Bainanese, let's say he should have Edis and Bainanese, then he's okay the Edis. Certainly, as is the law, the damages are paid with the best value. Ubal Khaiv certainly also gets from the Bainanese. What's with the Ksuba? So Bal Khaiv Ksuba Zisha Bainis. Both of them get paid with the Bainanese. Obviously we're going to pay her with what is closest to the Ziburis, which is the Bainanese. 
Let's say Hoyulozibudi Subain Nispilvat. He only has the, the bottom two categories. Nizokin or Balchai Vabainis. The Balchai pays with Bainis, that's what the Tachanas Chachamim. The Nizokin go one step down since he has no Edis. And Ksubas Ishab is Ziburis. The Ksubas is paid with the least valuable since this is also the law that she is paid from Ziburis. Halachahe. In this case, the Raman will speak about all three categories of land which was sold. And he will differentiate between the case where they were all sold simultaneously as opposed to one being sold after the other. Let's say that he, he owes Nizokin uh, for damages and for a loan and for Aksuba. And he had all three categories of land, but he sold all of them. And he sold them all on the same day. In this case, all of them are subjugated to repay the one that that the seller owes the money to. Therefore, the money which is owed for damages is grabbed away from the Edis, the most valuable land. The lender grabs away the Bainis, as the Kanas And the Ksuba is collected from the least valuable. That's only, however, if they were sold simultaneously. If one was sold after the other, no matter who it is, they all collect from the last buyer. Should there not be enough money in the last buyer to pay off everybody, we grab away from the person that's, that bought the land before him. And if that is also not enough, we grab away from the person that that uh, bought from this borrower, the, the one before him. And even if the last one to buy land from this borrower bought Ziburis, the least valuable land, nevertheless, every must must take from the Ziburis, the, the one that is due damages and the, and the one that is due payment for his loan. Although they can say that they're supposed to have Edis and, and Bainanis, nevertheless, since the last thing which was sold was Ziburis, they must take from that. Because if he wishes to take from someone that has the Bainanis, in the case of a Balchayf, who had bought the land earlier, he can tell the person that's trying to grab the field away from him, hey, how can you grab it from me? I left you a field to collect from. I, it's not exactly the field you wanted. It's not Bainanese. It's not Edis. But you still can't grab it away from me. I insured. I protected myself. I knew there was a lien on his property and I left sufficient room for him to, to repay from his own personal land. Should later on that land be sold also, that's not the responsibility of the one that bought previously. Since he protected himself, one cannot collect from him until the later buyer has already lost his land. Allah above. This last statement which the Lakaikh is the previous Lakaikh is allowed to say that you cannot collect from me since I left you a place to collect from, this is one of Atakanas Chachamim. This is something the sages decreed for the benefit of the Lakaikh. However, as we will see in this next halacha, he is not required to act on that basis. In this previous halacha, halacha hey, we discussed the different forms of land being sold to all three different people, either simultaneously or one after another. Let's say it was only one buyer involved here. Halacha Let's say it was sold to one person, however, not simultaneously, one after another. In such a case, the the, the Lekeach is treated like the Baal, meaning that just as the Baal himself 
the, the husband or the borrower or the one who inflicted the damage would have to pay according to the, the three categories respectively. So too, he enters under their place and he pays back the Edis for Nizokin, the Balchev with Benunis and the Ksubo with Ziburis. However, when does this apply? That we pay them back all, not according to the last thing he bought, but according to the category of land. Only for his benefit, when he bought Edis last, the most valuable land he bought last. In that case, we say only the, 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 the Balnizokin, the one who has own damage, is going to collect from the Edis. And the others must take from the lower categories. That's the only time we say this. If he should have bought the least expensive land last, all of them are forced to take from the Ziburis from the least valuable. Even the one who's collecting damages must also take from the least valuable land. When the, the, the one, let's say the Balchev, the lender, comes to collect his debt, from a field which was bought previously instead of the he wants to collect from the Bainanese which was bought previously instead of the Ziburis which was bought last so in this case the the buyer can tell him that when I bought this Bainanese I left you something within the possession of the borrower I left your place you should be able to collect your debt therefore I left it there for you you have to collect from that I bought it later but still this was the only thing which was Meshubit to repay your loan then the Rambam asks, Why is it that if we say in this case when he bought the Ziburis list, that only the Ziburis was Meshubah to pay off your loan, and therefore you almost collect from the Ziburis, why doesn't the, the Tadif, meaning the, the, the lender or the one who is collecting his damages, say the same thing when he bought the Yidis, the most valuable la- uh, one last? And therefore the woman or the lender will collect from the most valuable land. If he's, we believe him, to, if we believe it, we, we accept his claim that only the, that I left you land to collect from within the hands of the one that owes you money. And therefore, that is the completely meshubit to the repayment of your loan. And anything I bought previously is not. So why is it we say at the beginning of the halacha that the lekeach is nechon astachaz And therefore, he can give the, the woman only ziburis and a balchev he will give bainanis. If the last thing he bought was idis, let them all collect from idis. He must be uh, consistent in his claim. So the Rambam says, no, shezuta konehi lekeach. This claim that we allow the buyer to say that I left you a place which, which to, with which to collect from, and therefore I'm forcing you to collect from the last one, this is not the strict law. This was a takana from the Chachamim. The Chachamim established this law. And therefore, the buyer can tell them, Now, I don't wish to utilize this takana. Since it was only for his his good anyway, for the good of the Lekeach. In this case, if it works not to the good of Lekeach, he doesn't need a Takana. Therefore, let every one of you accept from what is fitting for you. You need Ziburis, you take Ziburis. You're a Balchev, take Bainanis. Ah, you want to restrict me to the last thing I bought? This was a Takana to help me, not to harm me. Therefore, and in the case, it helps him. That he bought the Edis last, he has them all take what's fit for them. In the case he bought Ziburis last, he can force them all to collect from the Ziburis. Let's say that this person that owes the money to, for a ksuba and for a loan and for damages, he sold 
to, to one person, la'echad zu achazu, one after another, umochel la'idis ba'chreina, and he the, he sold the idis, the most valuable land last, as we mentioned in the previous halacha, that in this case, when the when the people come to collect their money, the buyer can force them each to take the what is roi lahem, the, the the woman from the ziburis and the balchei from the beinis and so on. However, over here something different happened. He resold them to a second buyer. This first buyer sold them himself. He sold the Ziburis Bainis. And he kept the most valuable land for himself. Now, in this case, is he allowed to tell them all to collect from the land which is fitting for them, the woman from the Ziburis and the from the Bainis. In this case, no. Kulam gave him a idis. They are all allowed to collect from the most valuable land. He doesn't have any place to push them away to. In halach above, he can tell the woman to take from the ziburis and the balche from the Bainis because he still has all of them, and he can say, "I do not wish to have the kanas to take from the last thing because it doesn't help me over here." But that's only if he still has it within his possession. Should he? sell it and now it's in the hand of somebody else we do not force the person to collect his loan to go to another party since he is the first one to buy it he bought from the one that owes the money therefore they can collect directly from him even if he has only edis however let's say he sold the edis and he left in his own possession the middle and the lower quality in this case, it's similar to Halacha Gimel. In that case, we said, that if the one that is owed the money can only collect the, the, the fitting quality of land from the second buyer, he can go to the second buyer. So too over here. How is it that the one that is owed damages will be able to get Edis only from the second buyer. Therefore, the one that is collecting damages can grab away the Edis, the most valuable land, which is in the hands of the second buyer. And then, the one that is the, the lender and the woman who is collecting Aksuba take respectively from the Bainanis fitting for the Balchei and Ziburis fitting for the woman that is remaining within his hands, and they are taken from him. Now, the final Allah of the Perek, Allah Ches. Misha lova me'echad, ba'achakach mochara levin nechosav l'shnayim. Let's say somebody borrowed money, let's say Reuben borrowed money from Yehuda, and then he sold his possessions to two people, let's call them Shimon and Levi. Because of Baal Chev, Lekeach Sheini, and he... He, meaning Yehuda, writes to the second buyer, Levi, who bought land from Reuben after Shimon bought from Reuben, He wrote that I have no financial claims whatsoever against you. And they made a Kenyan suit, meaning that they picked up a garment or something of the sort as an official act of acquisition. In this case, not only he cannot collect from the second, as he wrote, he can't even collect from the first buyer from Shimon. Why can't he collect from Shimon? Reuben owes him the money. And the Mishabodim were sold to both Shimon and Levi. And he's allowed to collect from Mishabodim. So just because he's the second buyer, he said he's not going to collect from Why shouldn't he collect from the first buyer? His land is also Mishabod. Why? Shahari Aimerle, because Shimon, the first buyer, can tell the Balchev, the lender, he I left you land that you can collect, Eitzel Balchev, Eitzel Balchevcha. 
by the one that owes you money. When I bought the land from Reuben, I left Reuben some, some land. I bought land from him, and I left him a little bit of land so you can collect from him. And what happened to this? Later on it was bought by a second buyer. This is really what you should collect from. As, as we mentioned previously, the law is that you collect from the last buyer because the earlier buyer can claim that I, already, I left you a place for you where you can collect. I, you wrote a document to him that you're not going to collect from him? That's your problem. You ruined it for yourself. You removed your claim to this field, which the second buyer bought. That's not my problem. I left you land to collect from. You don't want to collect from him. It's your problem. I left this land for you. If you don't want it, that's your business. But you cannot come later with a claim against me since I validly left you land to collect from. And so too, a woman who was coming to collect her ksuba, im if she wrote again to the second buyer of the ksuba, once she writes to him that she has no claim against him, she loses her ksuba, and she is not able to grab any land away from even the first buyer. Conversely, of course, this doesn't work. If she wrote with a balchev, the lender wrote to the first lender that I don't have any legal claim against you. Nevertheless, he can still claim from the second buyer that since the second buyer does not have this excuse, I left you a place to collect from, he cannot tell him to go back to Shimon, the first buyer, and collect from him. Even, even without writing this thing, he anyway wouldn't be able to push him off to the first buyer. He's the second buyer. He is responsible to pay. And therefore, the land can be grabbed away from him. From here to the, to the end of the halacha, and then therefore the end of the parak, the Raman gives a fascinating case of a chayzer chalila. It would be wise to get the parties straight in this case. We have a malva, a lender, let us call him Yehuda, and we have Reuven, the loiva who borrowed money from him. Then Reuven took some of his land, which was Meshubat, and he sold it to Shimon, who was the lakeach rishon, the first buyer. Then Shimon took some of this, and he sold it to Levi, a second buyer, the lakeach sheni. Let's say the borrower, meaning Reuven, sold a field to a lakeach, to a buyer, Shimon, and the first buyer, Shimon, sold this field to a second buyer, Levi, because of Rishon. And the mal, the lender Yehuda writes to the first buyer, to Shimon, Dinu Dvorim, Ainli Imach. I have no financial claim whatsoever against you. For Konamiyode, they made a Kenyan suitor to officially seal the deal. In this case, nobody is going to be collect, be able to collect. Why? First of all, the Balchev, the lender, Yehuda, is going to grab the field away from Levi, the second buyer. This we understand, because we just previously said that even if you write to the first buyer, this doesn't affect the second buyer. The second buyer has no way in which he can push off the lender. That since he bought land from Reuven, and he knew this land was Meshubit, it was subject to repayment, he can't say collect from Shimon. Shimon bought first. Shimon left over a place for Yehuda to collect. So therefore it's obvious that Yehuda can collect from Levi. He can grab away from the second buyer.
However, what's going to be when Yehuda grabs the land away from Levi? Levi bought this land from Shimon, and he's going to go back with a claim to Shimon. Shimon, how could you send me, sell me such a field which is Meshubah? You caused me a loss of money. As a result of Yehuda grabbing this field away, you owe me money. Give me my money back. I paid you for the field, and it was Meshubah. To Yehuda, Yehuda grabbed it. Give me my money back. In other words, as a result, although Yehuda cannot collect from Shimon's field, since he already wrote to Shimon that he doesn't have a financial claim over here, nevertheless, since indirectly he co- he's causing damage to Shimon, since he takes away the field from the second buyer, and the second buyer is going to go back and make a claim against the first buyer, indirectly, Yehuda, the lender, is damaging the first buyer. And he already promised that he's not going to damage him. So therefore, after the lender, the Balchay, takes away from the Lakeach Shani Levi, the Lakeach Rishon Tayraf Eisimi Balchay. The, the first buyer, Shimon, is going to be able to grab this field back in return. Shari Kosovle, because the lender, Yehuda, already said he's going to have no financial claim against Shimon. And this means, since he says such a clear expression, that I have no financial claim whatsoever against you, even if indirect damage is, some, is enough for Shimon to reclaim the land. Because Levi is going to come back to Shimon, since I, Levi, the second buyer, bought it from the first buyer, he's going to go back to Shimon and reclaim the money which he lost. As a result of the lender grabbing the field, so Shimon is being harmed by an act of the lender. Since the lender grabbed the field from Levi, and Levi is going to ask him for the money, the lender is harming Shimon as well. And he can't do that since Yehuda, the lender, promised he's not going to harm Shimon. Shimon will grab the field back so we'll be able to pay back Levi. Aye, now Shimon is in charge of this field. Levi is going to be able to grab back this field from Shimon. Why? Shahari Shimon sold him this field. So he's going to go back to Shimon and say, Shimon, you have this field. You sold me the field. Ah, Yehuda grabbed it away from me legally, but you grabbed it away from Yehuda legally. You have the field, so I'm not interested in Yehuda now. I'm interested in you. You hold. You sold me the field. You're holding the field. Give it back to me. So what's going to happen? When we started off, the field was in the hands of Levi, the second buyer. But the Balchev, the lender, Yehuda, is going to grab it away from Levi. But Shimon's going to be able to grab it away from Yehuda because Yehuda told him he has no financial claim and will not even cause indirect damage. Shimon gets in, gets in possession of the field. Levi's going to grab it back. We're going around in a circle over here. But so the Balchev Yehuda is once again going to grab it for Levi, from Levi. We're going to keep going around in circles over here. Levi is going to have to give it to Yehuda. Yehuda is going to have to give it to Shimon. Shimon's going to have to give it to Levi. Then he's going to go back to Yehuda. Then we're going to keep going around in circles over here. There's no way to solve this problem. Therefore, we keep going around in a circle. Until we make a compromise between them. And, and in order to settle this, since there is no one who can actually... Gain control of the field. We sit all three of them down and say, since no one can get possession of the field unless you settle something, you must reach a compromise. And then they split up the value of the field between them. So to a woman with her ksuba, should she write to the first then also the three parties involved will have to reach up a compromise.